Welcome to Monuments and Movements. On today's episode, we discuss the breaching of Capitol Hill, how we got here, how we can move on, and how this speaks of a deeper issue of what's really going on in America. Let's talk about it. Well, hey, welcome to the Monuments and Movements podcast. I'm here with my man, Kenny. Kenny, how you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. It's been a while, but uh, we're back at we're it. back, baby. Back at the beginning of the year, 2021. Uh, it's already off to an interesting start. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Some interesting let's stuff is taking place at the Capitol uh, the day before yesterday. So as it sits, January 8th, 2021, new year. It's really still like 2020 part B, <laughs> side B. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, well, for the first time since, I think somebody said since the War of 1812. Uh, I don't know if that's correct. I should probably check that. Um the Capitol building was breached. Um, so it led to a lot of discussion, and I know we're not really going to get into a whole lot of uh, election stuff. I think there's enough of that in the airways that we can cover at a later date. Looking back, I don't know. But um, just to set the scene, right? So what happens every four years when a president is elected um, on, what is it, the first... Is it a Monday of January? Um, Congress and the 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 House of Representatives and the and Congress get together. Yep, and they meet together as a joint. Um, at this point, all the electoral votes have been pretty much certified. Um, in, in that each state has assigned their votes to whatever candidate they go to. Um, yep. first person to two seventy wins. So how it normally goes is. They get together, they bring up each state, and they have clerks who, I actually watched almost the whole thing, um, they have clerks who verify the certificates and who it was signed by, and um, they say if it was if it was good, and then uh, the, the in this case it was Mike Pence, um, you know, he asks if anybody has objections, and from there, um, they can object to each state's vote, which was happening, I think it happened in... Arizona. It started, yeah, started in Arizona. They went, they went in alphabetical order, but by the time they um, started with Arizona, they they had just split up into their separate. So, so um, the representatives and the the Congress go into their own separate rooms, their own separate houses. Right. The the Senate and the House of representatives they just go the to their House separate of, chambers. Yeah, 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 they go to the separate chambers, which is basically a mini version of the same exact room that they're in. Yeah. And they argue, and they debate. Um. And in this case, uh, Mike Pence was it Pence that was running one room, or McConnell? Uh, I think Mitch McConnell runs the Senate because he's the majority leader, got it, got it, got and then Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi runs the House. But Mike Pence is the vice president, oversees the whole. Well, he technically oversees the Senate, right? But yeah, I'm not sure what his role was once they broke off. Yeah, so they were just basically arguing about what what they thought was going on, and uh, this is where it kind of got crazy watching live because then. Um, I, I was watching actually. Uh, uh, Charlie Kirk was live streaming it, and so they're going, they're kind of going back and forth in between each each uh, person talking and and giving insight and and just chiming in on things. And then he has one of his staff people who's right there next to him, and he starts saying how there's there's reports of bomb threats, there's reports of this, that, and the other. And uh, President Trump had just gotten done speaking at his rally. Um, it, it actually kind of overlapped with with that and. So then, from that point, you have all hell breaking loose. People started breaking into the Capitol building. Um, 
they did break into the Capitol building. Um, everybody that was inside, all of the important political people, had to go bunker down. Um, and there's been, over the last couple of days, um, people arrested, a lot of people arrested. Fortunately, a handful of people have died. There was obviously that um, Air Force veteran. Um, she was shot by, by Capitol Police. And then there was a police officer, a Capitol Police officer, that was shot as well. Um, and he passed away. Yeah. Um, so much stuff. And without getting into the election part of it, um, the big, big thing is going on is it is such a wh- whether or not there's a lot of kind of talk of who did what and how these people and and just all of that. But who done it? With that, yeah. With that being said, um, that there's. What a sad day in America um, to to be a part of to witness. Um, it was it was crazy. Watching it live was almost as as wild as almost not not nah not really close to nine eleven. Watching that live, um, but it's going to be definitely recorded as a pretty huge event in history. Um, so I mean I I'm sure we have a lot of opinions about what exactly happened a lot of people i mean it's just going crazy mess it's a mess so point is what if we what's our take on it what are we doing (laughs) what are people thinking what do people even know about what's happening um i have i have some thoughts on it but justin i wanted to kick it off to you first what do you getting down to the point of of people you know i understand that um it was actually pretty Pretty and I'll say inspiring to to hear the reporters talking about the the crowd, the sea of people that were there at the at the rally before, mm-hmm. um, and people, you know, they're they're just they're hyped up, they're hyped up for President Trump, and people are singing the national anthem, singing you know a bunch of uh, patriotic songs as they're marching, and then um, somewhere between the the ending of that and um, walking over to the Capitol building, ba boom, ba things got toasty but what do you think it turned into a mostly peaceful pro- <laughs> it protest turned into a mostly peaceful <laughs> protest um what you know i i guess taking a step back what do you see at the heart of it because anybody who is on social media anybody who listens to this it pretty much has a good we don't have to really we didn't really have to detail everything that, that went on a lot of people have a good a good uh good grasp on things but what do you think Stepping back, what is what which which we always try to do is stepping back and giving a new perspective and helping people kind of sort things out. Where do we start with yeah. the chaos? Uh, I think the, the first most important question is how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think what happened at Congress was was shocking, right? But not surprising. Not surprising. Which is sad, and you got to pay attention to that. Um, you know, you could tell people's immediate response. I mean, everyone on all sides, on social media, on the news, right when that happens, everyone starts pointing fingers. Right. You know, a lot of people right. are saying, oh, see, this is Trump. This is what you get when you promote Trump. I think this is the first time the conservative slash right side has had a protest that's ended in this kind of right. violence or riotous behavior. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know a lot of the left you see right now are slamming them like ha you know see you guys are yeah. storming the and it's kind of this see we got you that we've been telling you this is what trump's gonna lead to mm-hmm. and a lot of i told you so's and a lot of you know kind of moral superiority happening mm-hmm. and likewise you got the right on the other side saying a few different things you know they're saying well this was really antifa there's right. a lot of conspiracy theories people asking well why did they just let the protesters in you know why you know and you know, there's people saying antifa had showed up before there was no you know there, there's a lot of conspiracy yeah. theories there then you have a lot of people on the other side of the spectrum saying well you know you guys have been doing your peaceful almost mostly peaceful <laughs> protests all summer you know at least we're not right. burning down cities and you know at least nothing you right know. and you, you just get I mean, if I could just be honest, it's just people comparing each other's garbage. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it, it really it That's really what's going on. It is. You know, and we're, we're so busy blaming our politicians, you know, blaming Donald Trump. You know, I will, I will hold Donald Trump accountable for keeping the, the, te- the temperature hot. Right. I think I heard, I forget who I heard kind of put it that way, but. You know, I think he is responsible for keeping the temperature hot during these times. Mm-hmm. You know, he said some things to get some reactions, you know, but I think if we as a culture sit here and we blame Donald Trump or we blame the Republicans or we blame, sure. we blame the left, you know, we blame BLM, we blame mm-hmm. Antifa, we blame Biden, we blame, yeah, you know, uh, we're missing the point because it, it's us. Right. You know, we, we've moved away from taking responsibility for our actions. Correct. I mean, how long was it before people started holding the actual rioters accountable, right? Even before they were going after the people who actually went and stormed Congress. They're saying, see, this is what Donald Trump leads to. See, this is what, you know, your your guys' values right. lead to. This is what, you know, it just pointing, this is what this leads to. And same thing happened over the summer when there were all the BLM riots sure. and cities on fire. Oh, you see, this is what BLM leads to. You see, this is what all your leftism leads to. Sure. And, you know, all all those, I mean, if, if you step back and I think if you look at it with a sober view, they're right. both the same. Yeah. There's different principles that they both promote, but two yeah. sides of the same coin. I agree. You know, you got both sides tearing stuff up because they're upset because they're not being heard. Mm-hmm. Or they don't feel like they're being heard, you know. As many people as justify what went on two days ago, saying, "Well, that's what happens when you don't hear." I mean, even Donald Trump was saying it. You know, that's what happens when people feel like they're unheard or they're misrepresented, right? Or they're not getting their day. I mean, that's the exact same thing as to why there were all mm-hmm. the pri- all the rot- protests and all the riots that went place over summer. So. You know, I think we've said this before, but it's just this big vortex, and it just yeah. sucks everyone up. And, you know, the vortex of blame, right? We blame our government. We blame the media. Mm-hmm. We blame censorship. We blame Trump. We blame Biden. We blame BLM. We blame sure. Antifa. Uh, as long as you play the blame game and we never look at ourselves, you know, these are the fruits of our culture. Mm-hmm. It's not the other way around. Our, our politicians... They are elected as representatives. They are leaders. They're leaders in the government, but they're not meant to be cultural leaders. And when we idolize our government leaders as a culture, right, whether it's Trump, Biden, Obama, right, these, these 
Republican Democrat platforms, these liberal versus conservative ideologies. Yeah. You know, obviously there, there's you're, you're gonna you're gonna have certain beliefs and worldviews, and that's important. You know, and it's important to stand for your worldviews. But when you idolize those things and when you put things out of order, you know, our president was never meant to be the leader of our culture. It's meant to be a representative of the culture. And when you get those things out of whack, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Our politicians have become our leaders, mm -hmm. and our cultural leaders. And the thing about politics, you know, I'm looking at a lot of politics right now considering getting involved. The thing about politics is, you know, hype, right. division, controversy, that is, that is how you profit. You know, you look at all this stuff, look at who's profiting from all this. Yeah. You know, and people blame... You know, they blame the politicians, they blame the news, you know, the way the news covers stuff, which, I mean, the news does cover stuff, it's pretty bad. Right. It's obviously bad, but here's the thing that people don't understand, is that news, their objective is not to inform you, their objective is to make money. Mm. And the money is in the controversy. Right. The money is in the panic culture. Right, so people are. It pays like, to be a troll. How dare, how dare CNN say this, or even Fox? There's a yeah. lot of heat coming on the Fox News right now because they've, you know, some people are saying they've always been liberal, but now people are accusing them of just going full on to the left. Mm -hmm. It's a business. Yeah, you know, I mean, whenever these political things happen, you know, news is a business. I remember the NFL controversy. Right, NFL's not listening to us. NFL's a business. Right. When it was better for business to ignore the kneeling for the flag, they ignored it. Yeah. Once it was better for business to acknowledge it and go with it, they went with it. Mm -hmm. See, these organizations, they're not out to help us. Right. Their objective is to make money. Sure. And so when you feed off of the news or you feed off of social media, mm -hmm. which is designed to keep you addicted, right, to give you those pumps of... Um, dopamine yeah. in your brain that just keeps you coming back and every back time and your back. phone vibrates you know you are what you eat yep you know and if you just keep eating all the the noise and you just eat from the vortex your life is going to look like the vortex and your culture is going to look like the vortex right so how did we get here i i do not blame donald trump you know i think he's contributed to it i think biden's contributed to it i think all of our politicians have contributed to it on some level I think the news has contributed to it. Mm -hmm. I think social media has contributed to it. You know, I think uh, people using politics as their moral standard has contributed to it, right? Where you've gone from living based off of your personal values to, you know, you, you're either conservative or you're liberal. You know, for example, like if you're pro-life, you know, there's no way you can even be friends, you know, with someone right. on the left or it's it's very hard to not be shunned at that point and completely be put in a box. You know, we've, we've just compartmentalized our standards. And it's just a result of culture. You know, so I think if we're going to really move forward with this or we're going to... I'm an engineer, right? So I look mm -hmm. at the problem. What's really going on? What's the real root behind the problem? And the root is in our politics. Politics are just a reflection of the culture problem is our culture right yeah and i think this year 2020 has just brought out a lot to the surface in our culture so especially the lockdowns covid mm -hmm. you know um 
one of the scriptures that I've it's kind of one of my themes over my year. It's, it's a rough scripture. It's in it's in the book of Proverbs. The message version says, "If you fall apart in a crisis, there wasn't much to you to begin with." Well, and that that's pretty harsh, you know. Maybe maybe if you read the NIV version or the NLT, you know, nicer. If, you know, if, if you're wanting to read something a little more comforting, you know. But I think our culture has been tested through crisis, and this is the result of the test. This is what bubbles up to the top. Yeah. And so I think what happened at Congress just further further kind of shows and proves this isn't just a liberal no. left problem. Mm-mm. It is a full-on culture problem. Yeah, I think uh, a, a synopsis of, of it, and, and you touched on it, is a lot of people aren't willing to, to step back and realize that, that, that like you said, it's, it's, the, it's the same symptoms that you, that we saw back in May. It's the same symptoms that we saw back in, in the summer, whether or not you agree with the cause. Okay, we can talk about that. But it's 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 a large group of people who feel like they don't matter, feel like their voice isn't being heard, feel like they're being uh, ostracized or, or or left out of opportunities. And again, um, you know, not to not to uh, offend anything that the African uh, African American community has gone through or, or anything like that. But it it's the same symptoms. You have a large group of people who generally are upset and are there were there professional instigators during the BLM stuff and during this and people who I don't know, probably if you look back in history it's always happened. There's yep. always been people that are put in crowds to stir up the pot just because anarchy. Let's let's light the whole system on fire. Yep. Um and exactly what we talked about back then is there's people watching. The the world is literally watching. Watching us kill each other. Yeah. And um you know, it's it's the same it's the same thing and I think um you know we still we still haven't learned a large majority of people still haven't learned what it's funny that all the commercials that all the athletes cut over the over the last part of the year didn't change people's minds um the divide is is actually becoming bigger and bigger in america and and like you said is it politics is it politics Eh, you know you could you could blame politics but not really is it big tech social media they definitely help but you know we're we're driven by by the, the cogs in this machine are, are driving people further and further apart yeah. um I, when i was watching the charlie kirk show something that people kept messaging him about is is this a civil war is this a civil war is this a civil war and he was like chill out it's not the civil war you don't want that you don't know what that means but it's he's like i don't think that it would lead to a civil war but something he said was i could actually see a path where there could be a national divorce because the country feels so far that the two sides, or however many sides, but conservatives and liberals, there, there's almost no common ground. Yeah. Um, you know, we're seeing different colors. And um, I, I don't necessarily know that I agree with that. But, but here's, when he says divorce, does he mean like states will secede? Like America 1 and America 2 or whatever. Jesus gotcha. land. <laughs> whatever people were <laughs> cool. calling it. Yeah. Um, and no, I don't. I don't necessarily, but I I can see where the the division is and and where the platform is. Um, and like you said, that that sells. Social media pushes that way and pushes those things. Do there the people who run those companies probably lean that way as well? Oh, for sure. 
But even further than that, like it's something that Donald Trump is brilliant at. He's so polarizing, and he he makes people pick. If you didn't get involved, if you got involved in politics in the last four years, it's one thousand percent because of Donald Trump. Okay, maybe not a thousand percent, but Donald Trump made you pick. Even if you picked against him, you got involved in politics because it's the biggest voter turnout, even with questionable voter turnout but it's the biggest voter turnout ever yeah and um you know and, and diving deeper into that there's there's all that going on and there's there's this big you know machine again kind of like we're talking about this vortex um but to take a step back and i and i have to i've done a really good job i think to pat myself on the back of of i'll pat you on the back thanks of um when it comes to social media not using it as a weapon um you know thinking about jesus right did jesus offend people with what he said in large group settings for sure but uh there the problem is you know jesus is the one who drew that line in the sand right he said be like this don't be like this um and he still welcomed the sinners even the people that were on the other line the other side of that line he still welcomed those people he didn't keep them apart he didn't he didn't um you know cast them out yeah and um you know, it, I've seen a lot of people, um, I saw one of my coworkers post something about, you know, people who voted for Trump are white supremacists and, and all this, that, and the other. And I'm like, that's how, that's not fair. You can't say that. Just like you can't say, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z about people who support BLM. Um, you know, you can't, if my point, I guess, is this, what I'm trying to say is diving deeper. And when we get into, we like to talk about what you can do as an individual. And and here's the point. If you use social media to ostracize people and to further that divide, to, to, to further drive that wedge between people, you're part of the problem. Um, you know, I, I really think that I, I think that, that you, um, people need to hold themselves accountable for what they say. Because I, I do think social media is a big a big part of it. If we didn't have social mm-hmm. media, people would be a lot less mad at each other. Yeah. Um, but but so many people I see are just using this opportunity, like you said, to to put people on blast and put people who who voted for for Trump on blast and um, and to what I mean is to using it as an I told you so moment. but yeah, like if you're no better than if you're using it, if you're using social media to ostracize the people you think are ostracizing others, you're part of the problem. And if you're using this as an opportunity to tell people they're wrong or to make people feel uncomfortable for what they believe, um, then then we're, we're not getting anywhere because we still haven't learned to talk to each other. We still haven't learned to settle things in in civil manners, to, to talk things out, to agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, I mean, there, there's a lot to it, and there's a lot that needs done. But I think at the heart of it, and something I wanted you to to talk about a little bit because I know you're you're passionate of it is passionate about it. Excuse me, is you know one big point, one big thought that I've had over the last month or so is this is what happens when the church leaves government, and a lot of people separation of church and state. And maybe you can explain a little bit more. Yeah, because I know as soon as I say this, um, there's actually been people who've. Um, not liked when I've said certain things um, because there's this belief of it's it's frowned upon to discuss politics in church or to talk about politics and when you know people especially people that go to church or whatever I had this thought earlier you know 
we can tell each other what we're struggling with. We can tell each other our deepest, darkest secrets, but oh, don't tell me who you voted for. <laughs> like, let's not talk yeah. about it because yeah. it's frowned upon and it's and it's hidden. But I think this is what happens as a result of the church not being involved yeah. and, and God's people not owning government, governing. Yeah. Um, but I wanted you to talk a little bit more to that because I know you're, you're very passionate and, and also very, um, very convicted about, about a lot of this that's yeah. going on. Yeah, so the, the role of the church in all this, I mean, it's, I think it's kind of sad historically you know, it, it always kind of raises an eyebrow for me when there's a topic the church shouldn't talk about or a right. topic you shouldn't bring up in church. People say you shouldn't talk about politics in church. Well, obviously the church isn't talking about it. Look around. <laughs> right. It's true. Right. Yeah. A lot of what's happening is because the church isn't talking about it. Yeah. Now, does that mean that the church has to pick the Republican or the Democratic side? No, the church needs to look at the Bible Right, look at the policies that are being made and figure out what they need to do to best represent God's kingdom. That's good. Right. No party actually represents God's kingdom fully. Yep. God's not Republican or Democrat. No politician. He's his kingdom. He's an independent voter. He only votes for himself. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of the church's role in government, I mean, I guess going from politics to government, you know, the separation of church and state is, in my opinion, pretty important. On both fronts, number one, it protects the church from the state. Right, that was its original kind of design. Design. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of historians would argue that that was one of the main purposes behind it was to protect the government from getting into church affairs. But the church's role in government isn't necessarily to to be. It's not to have a theocracy, right? A theocracy is a government that is run by the church. By the church, yeah. And historically, that's always been really bad news mm -hmm. uh, that's usually always ended bad it's always made the nation suffer and it's always made the church suffer mm -hmm. and the church has had to really pick itself up you know from all the damage it's caused when that's happened you know god designed it so that you have the government and you have the church working alongside each other where the church and the christians right i mean when we say church we talk about the organization but really it's the people of god it's godly body. people yeah right Godly people were called to be the counsel for the government. When you read the Bible, right, you had kings, and they would go seek the counsel right. of the prophets, and they'd go seek the counsel of the priests. right. You didn't have the priests on the throne. The prophets weren't on the throne. They would give their counsel to the king mm -hmm. right, or to the leader of government, and they would go make a decision, and you read it. you know, If they made the decision based off of what you know, God's principles and what God's standard was, they were blessed. Right. When they walked away from that standard, they suffered. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that, you know, the church in America especially is we, we've been so silenced. And I don't say that being like we've been oppressed. I, I think we've given up our voice, if I could be honest. Yeah, um, I agree. And, you know, we, you know I, I think we, we've been a little like, okay, well, if they don't like that, how, how do we kind of hug them instead mm -hmm. of, you know, lead and I don't have a problem with godly people leading. I think, you know, part of the reason is, too, is that godly people are meant to be in leadership roles. Right. You know, we need godly people running for government. We need godly people running as mayors and as governors and as senators and sure. representatives and presidents. You know, people who 
live by godly standards. People who have principles. And the problem is that right now we're voting and we're putting people in government who right. I don't I, I don't want to accuse them of personally not having principles because I don't know them. You know, and even so, you know, I'd be a hypocrite because, you know, I'm always trying to live by principles that I fall short of pretty sure. often. So not judging individuals necessarily, but we don't we don't put people in power and we don't elect officials that stand for righteousness. They'll stand for little bits and pieces of righteousness here or there, but you know, to find someone who's truly principled. Uh, to explain find... explain righteousness a little bit. Righteousness, okay. Um, so righteousness means, you know, something that to be righteous is to be in right standing with God. Mm. Right, righteousness is when you know you you analyze your actions. Right, this is just pure righteousness. To determine if an act is righteous, for example, mm-hmm. if you look at it according to God's standard, you know if it's it's righteous if it meets God's standard. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, if it's not sin, mm-hmm. you know, sin is the opposite of unrighteousness. So, you know, for example, um, you know, I mean, obviously, there, there's a big big issue today i mean i'll talk about two hot issues is the the value and the dignity of life Mm -hmm. right abortion one of them and then that's before the womb and then you know what we'll call systematic racism which is injustice after the womb Mm -hmm. you know you have two parties that heavily lean into one side of the coin but don't want to talk about the other and often oppose the other Mm -hmm. right so you know, in order to be righteous, you, you gotta, if you're gonna value life, you gotta value life. Period. You know, so if you're gonna stand up right. for the rights of the unborn, which, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, the, the unborn is the most discriminated against minority in America, mm-hmm. by far. You know, obviously there, there's, you know, we're, we're figuring out the whole systematic racism issue and all that, but if you just look at the numbers, the unborn are by far the most. Right discriminated against by the millions by the millions you know so you 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 have to say if you, if you read the bible and you seek god and you seek to understand what he says about that god makes it very clear in his word i mean i you know i could preach a sermon on sure. this if you yeah. want we'll, we'll start a, a sermon podcast yeah we'll do that but god makes it very clear that he values life mm-hmm. in the womb but he also values life apart from the mm-hmm. womb right and so you got to treat people with dignity right but all that being said, righteousness is basically just operating in, in a moral way that right. lines up with God's values. And I think I wanted to, you to explain that because I think we get that mixed up with the uh, the clear-cut politician who will quote the Bible or will right. get, give, give a story in, in terms of conservative and, and liberal perspectives. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they stand for what God stands for, that yeah. they're righteous. Right. See, and that, that's why, you know, I, I am a bit hopeful right now. As crazy as what happened two days ago was, this is not the craziest time America's seen by far. Sounds like a podcast you know, we listen to or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, you know, all the, it's probably some of the most hype we've seen. Sure. But in terms of really us falling apart, we're we're still okay, you know. 
we're we're detoxing right now. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of hype, and there's a vortex going on. But this but is not by a long yeah. shot. This is not our worst moment. Yeah, and I think to to kind of tie tie the the everything together we're, we're speaking of is, you know, I think when people don't have um, when people don't have Christ specifically in 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 this manner. Um, you know, you see the the Republican Party, right, as a party of law and order, acting so unlawful and disorderly, right? Yeah. Well, when 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 people don't, it's, conservatives, liberals, whatever, anything on the spectrum, when you don't have Christ and politics is your savior, yeah, this is what happens. These yep. are these are are there are there were there loads of of probably God fearing people in those crowds that didn't do anything wrong i'm sure there was thousands or however many people were there there was a large percentage of them yeah but there was also a, a noticeable percentage of them who um i can tell you weren't living by righteousness um yep. in 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 what they did and i think uh i think pastor rob mccoy was saying that you know christ's strength didn't come from um it, it didn't come from what a, a man's strength, rather, doesn't it doesn't come from what power he possesses. It comes from the power that he doesn't use. He was explaining Christ on the cross, um, and how he could have came down, being fully man, being fully God, could have came down from that cross and done what Jesus can do. But he held himself; he stayed on that cross. Yeah. Um, um, showing, displaying his power that that he didn't use, and. It's it's the same thing when it comes to sure were there a bunch of angry people who were upset with what was going on in May, yeah. Were there a bunch of angry people who were upset with what was going on a few days ago, yeah. But the difference in the, the righteous people is they might have had you know righteous causes originally, but because they don't have that that centerpiece that that is Christ, and that their movement is their savior or that that political party is their savior, yeah look what happens when you're not checked when you don't have to answer when you when when the church is removed from what what's going on yeah it's no wonder people act out moses went up a mountain for 40 days and he came back and people were worshiping golden golden calves and yep. and um you know when, when when the people don't when God is removed so far as he is and has there been excuses? Yeah. And we're, we've been involved in, in youth in high school and young adult ministry. And it seems like every year it's getting consistently harder um, to be on campuses. Yeah. Um, and, and while that it could be an excuse, you know, we can't stop while, while everything around us is making it more and more awkward to talk about politics around Christian people. Um, we shouldn't stop. We need to get more involved. We need to, excuse me, we need to, um, it actually really inspired me what, what happened, um, you know, watching different people that I admire and I respect speak, speak on this issue. Um, it actually really inspired me that the need for voices, um, of, of sound reason to get involved in politics, people who, who do answer to a higher power, to get involved in these these matters, um, yeah. growing up thinking that you had to pick between being a, a you know being a preacher or a pastor and being a politician, but Let's America do both. needs all of that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, there's a lot we unpacked there, but I think, you know, the source is still the same thing we were saying back then is America desperately needs God. Yeah. Um, Desperately. Yeah. Totally. We need to focus on God. We got to turn our hearts back to him because when you turn your hearts back to God, when you allow God to heal, right? Bible says that God will heal our land. Right. The problem is people don't want to heal. The mm-hmm. culture doesn't want to heal. It wants to, I think the word you kept using earlier was blast. Mm-hmm. It wants to blast the other side. It's in pain. Right. right. When you're upset with someone, you don't want to heal. You want to get them. Mm-hmm. And so America is just upset right now. We're throwing a fit. Everyone's throwing fits. <laughs> Thing is, when you turn to God, you get healing. Right. And when you fo- your focus is on God, you know, your life becomes a lot more about principles mm-hmm. than it does about emotions. And, you know, it's like you said, getting people of principle and leadership. You know, I mean, you can, anal- I can, you can analyze this whole thing at several levels. Yeah. It's a, one of it is a leadership problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I said, Big our time. politicians... While they lead our government in like the governmental duties, mm-hmm. they're not the cultural leaders. Mm-hmm. We are. And so people, you know, talking about moving forward, what each person has to understand if they want to fix this is number one is you are the leader. Mm-hmm. Right. You are the leader. Right. Yeah. If you go out and riot and storm Congress or you go burn down a business, you know, you're the problem. It's not your government. Right. It's not social media. It's not the news. It's you. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing that's going to change the culture is you, is me, right? It is individuals realizing that we are the leaders of the culture. Right. And taking ownership and responsibility. See, that's the thing that no one's doing with this, is no one is taking responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Or no one's assigning responsibility where it's due. Yeah. Right. You know, now all of a sudden, if someone voted for Trump, Right now, it's it's their reason that America is it's their fault is yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. Or likewise, you know, if someone believes in systematic racism or is an advocate against systematic racism, mm-hmm. oh, it's your fault. These cities are burning down. No, you know, assign responsibility where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, take responsibility for your actions. And when we as a culture start promoting the idea of responsibility, which right. is a godly principle, personal responsibility. We're going to start taking personal responsibility for our actions. Our actions are going to start looking different. Mm-hmm. Right? And when we start taking personal responsibility, that ta- that bleeds into taking cultural responsibility. Sure. Where we take responsibility for the culture. You see, I mean, I think we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but a lot of the problem right now that you're seeing, or a lot of the reasoning that you're hearing behind people doing all this stuff, which isn't a justification by any means. People are using it as a justification. Yeah. People aren't being listened to. Mm-hmm. People aren't being represented, you know. And as a leader, right, once you start to lead your culture, you learn to listen, right? Listening, you want to talk about fixing this stuff, practical on-the-ground tips, listen more than you speak. Yeah, that's good. Just listen. I had a conversation. Um, oh, who was it? I, I'd met someone kind of random. It was, we were at church, and, you know, obviously we, I could sense we we had some different political ideologies and beliefs. And but they just started talking and I just started listening. And I realized like, wow, like 
you know, you come from a very different place than I do. You yeah. have a very different life experience. You know, you've experienced way different things than I have. Mm -hmm. And when I began to hear this guy's story, I'm like, wow, that really makes sense why he thinks what he thinks. Mm -hmm. And then it got me thinking, because we, we, didn't, we didn't disagree on moral issues. You know, like, I mean, certain topics like dignity, you know, life, all that. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, you know, economics or, you know, different approaches to go government but even so when you learn how to listen to someone right i mean you even know this as a leader in your cell group right you can preach at people all day but when you listen to them and you actually hear where they're coming from right you now have a better idea of how to serve and how to help them right mm -hmm. and how to help heal mm -hmm. see a leader's job in the culture is not only to influence and inspire but is to heal heal mm -hmm. and we don't have any leaders calling for healing yeah. kind of but it, it's it's really a backhanded call it's really like a one-up for our party, and your party sucks, and the only way we're going to heal is if your party right. you know, surrenders to our party. And that, that's not healing at all. It's divisive. Mm -hmm. But that's what's going on in government. You know, we got to get real leaders in government, leaders of principle who want to bring healing. Mm -hmm. right. we got to bring leaders who are humble. The Bible says, my people will humble themselves and pray. I will heal their land. But right, right now we're so arrogant. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone just... Oh, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. See, 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 see. I'm like, dude, we're just like, we're in pain. And all you're doing is just <laughs> yeah, throwing your pride. You know, I don't know. I told you so is never fix the problem. They just distract needed attention away from actually addressing the issue. Right. So lead. We're the leaders. So how can we move forward from this? How can we, how can we better ourselves? Be be a leader. It's actually funny. I wrote that down in a different phrase. I said, don't be a sheep. <laughs> don't be a sheep. Think be for yourself. Kenny's the goat. Be the goat. <laughs> yeah, be a leader. I think you said it eloquently. I think it's... Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we need to start with with ourselves instead of pointing fingers yeah. and, and uh, making people feel like outcasts even more. Yeah. Because something I've learned too, and I've, I've argued with a lot of people about a lot. Of, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> passionate about my beliefs. You laugh because... It's true. You've seen it. I have never changed a person by winning an argument. So, wow. I've never seen a person healed. I've never seen their situation improve because I've won an argument. I've seen their situation healed when I've humbled myself and I've listened. Mm -hmm. I've been like, all right, I see where you're coming from. I see what you're struggling with. Sorry, that sounds kind of arrogant. I'm not saying like just people who disagree with me need healing. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but no. But, you know, healing either in the relationship or, you know, just some sort of reconciliation to take place. Sure, sure. And so, you know, we got to learn to listen. You know, as you lead, as a leader, right, watch your words. Your social media is a platform. You know, whether you've got 10 followers or 10K followers, you know, the words you say have power. You know, stop posting divisive crap on your social yeah, media. Yeah, You know? And um, you're either part of the problem or part of the solution. And uh, I think just we as leaders, we got to really focus on wanting to bring healing instead right. of division. Wanting to see our culture healed instead of seeing our points proven and seeing our flag raised the highest. Sure. So... Well, there we go. We solved 2021 already. There you go. Let's do it. <laughs> so, 
Awesome. Well, hey, that was the first show of the year. You know, plenty more to come. Uh, make sure you subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. We're on all of them. Everything. You know, uh, make sure you tune in. I don't know how our Instagram's doing right now, but go ahead and follow us on Instagram or, you know, follow us on Facebook if we got one. But, uh, yeah, you know, let's all be part of the solution. And we'll tune out, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace.